Welcome to the Tradies in Business podcast with your hosts, Warwick Bidwell and Nicole Cox. Divert your phone and grab a brew as Waz and Nick unpack tips, tales, secrets and stuff-ups from guests both inside and outside your trade. Helping educate and inspire you to break the cycle of gut-busting and money stress and create a true trade business. Hello, Foxy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, our listeners are thinking, what are these two up, this, up to this time? I know. I'm, I'm almost saying good morning to you in slight trepidation. <laughs> <laughs> Can we go straight ahead and put a, this is a, um, effort Friday on a Thursday episode. There you go. So swear warning. A toss it Thursday. I did think toss it Thursday. <laughs> <laughs> really quite work. Well, should we just like make our whole show explicit and just swear every day, Coxie? It would make me feel an awful lot better sometimes. Sometimes. It, sometimes. Is, it is helpful sometimes, I think. Uh, Punctuates a thought. It, um, yeah, it, it seems to help convey more of an impassioned uh, plea sometimes or, you know, really just makes a point. And, uh, you know, because you could say, oh, the the tradie didn't turn up versus, oh, the fucking tradie didn't turn up. Like, it just has a different feel about it. You know, it's so much more satisfying when you throw in the F-bomb. <laughs> and I reckon that the group of people we'll be talking about today would like to be allowed to swear in their own media Forums yes. and they can't. So, ha ha, I can. <laughs> I'm feeling ranting today. And I have alluded there to probably something that sparked this conversation, Coxie, on today's mm. episode was um, another uh, media house setting up a bullshit um, swipe at tradies, Aussie tradies. Like, it's just. Could we find a different group to actually go and hang shit on? Because it just seems to be done to death. Mm. And for no benefit other than just a shameless way to fill some airtime or some blank space in a paper with some dog shit story about Aussie tradies. Like, and the research is non-existent. It's fucking woeful. I have absolutely no doubt that most people have a less than pleasant story to share about tradie, a tradie at some point during their lives. But you know what? I've got a fucking shit story to talk about with an accountant or a lawyer or a set of radio shock jocks. <laughs> fucking cool that they can tear us down at any available opportunity. Or the shop assistants. Or like I could think of any particular trade or anything that I come into contact with and I've got a shit story about every single one of them. I just don't need to throw it out in the media every five minutes mm. and continually drag them down. And what do they do it for? Why? Because tradies are out there having a go. They're having a crack. Like they really need a kick in the guts right now, don't they? They really need to be brought down right now while they're all struggling to get on top of their entire load because everything's changing and they can't keep up, just like every other industry, particularly in the lockdown areas. But why us? Why do we need to be kicked in the guts time and time again? And, yeah, 
as you say, Coxie, what an awesome way to band together at a time where people are hurting bad. Like there's yeah. people shutting their doors in their businesses, struggling with mental health issues as a result of the lockdowns and the restrictions and the attack on their livelihoods. Um, there's kids, you know, struggling with anxiety and depression <clears throat> because they can't go to school and when they can, all the grown-ups are wearing masks. Mm. Uh, so they can't even tell if, if you're a threat or a friend. And and then we've got twats like this. And I think, honestly, just lazy fucking journalists. Yes. That are just going, yes. hey, there's some low-hanging fruit. Let's kick someone in the nuts or the... or the. <laughs> I should say the other word, but I feel bad saying that one. I'd rather say fuck. Um, <laughs> but let's kick someone in the groin. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> while they're rolling around on the ground in pain and really get in there and cause some suffering. Do you think it's a jealousy thing? Do you think that, that people like these wankers, I'm sorry, this is going to get real ranty. These We've just, <laughs> we've just run a spear through any opportunity we ever had, which was non-existent anyway, of getting on a shock jock radio slot. Well, let's be clear. We're talking about a couple of shock jocks that are on a commercial station that have done nothing more than beat this shit up to fill their own listenership, to try and drive listeners to their show. That's the only reason they've done it. They're not doing it because they care about improving the industry. No. They're not doing it because they're looking for a fucking solution. They're doing it because they just want to drag people down and make them feel even more like shit. Let's get the the rest of the world on the backs of tradies and make them feel even worse. When I, so they can stick their show fair up their clacker. I'm not interested in having anything to do with them anyway. <laughs> and the chances of them actually ever hearing this episode, I think, are similar. Now, I'm not even going to make a comment about what's going on in the world at the moment. It's pretty low anyway. <laughs> it's not going to happen. No. And, and and maybe that's unfair for us too to, to take a swipe. Perhaps we should send it straight to their PR agency and let them know that, yeah, we've had a swipe back at you. Because I don't like a one-sided fight, and that's what this is. It's just another one-sided fight where there's no right or reply, where there's no real understanding, there's no encouragement, there's no consideration for individual circumstances. Fuck me, maybe the customers were actually wrong. Maybe they got it wrong. Maybe their shit stories come about because of their own incorrect expectations or assumptions around something that was going to happen. Like mm. it's not always the tradies' fault, and even where there are shit stories, and we acknowledge that there are times when tradies let people down. I get it. I really get it. But do we need to jump all over them at every available opportunity? Are you upset and jealous because the entire return to Australia is being built on a tradie's back? Is that something for you to be upset and envious about? Because not being built on a shock jock's back. No. No, they're not going to drive the economic recovery of Australia. Hell no. It's okay. We got you back. Us tradies have got you back. But while we got you back, be sure to tear us down and make us feel like shit because it's just what we need right now. And <laughs> I'm going to I'm going to also say here, Coxie, that as I listen to us um, get fired up, uh, I think what, what ends up getting missed is the opportunity for, well, how do we change it? Absolute. And... And that's why you and I have been working pretty hard in the last couple of months in the in the best way that we can uh, to start some better conversations around this. You and I have been 
having talks with um, industry heads, uh, with associations, we've sunk a freaking big <laughs> chunk of our own cash into getting some positive media and starting some uh, constructive conversations, I guess, about how can we actually solve some of these problems or lessen them and mm -hmm. shift some of these issues that are coming. Things like, you know, the materials and labor shortage gets a bit of coverage, but no one's talking about, well, what about in 6, 12, 18 months time? Yeah. What happens then? What happens when the the sharp uplift in demand dries out? Mm. And, you know, we hear various opinions about, and I don't want to go too far off into the weeds here, Coxie, um, I've, I've probably been a little frustrated, actually, at some of the conversations we've had with various people saying, oh, it's not that big of a boom. Like, we've had we've had busy periods like this before. It's like, yeah, but not the whole of the country all at the same time. And not with, with massive exactly. concrete walls built between states where <laughs> materials can't flow and workers can't flow. And so it's not like before. No, it's Nothing not. is like before. And, you know, we're, we're seeing not within the trades so much yet, but within other business sectors, mm. lots of closures. We mm. heard a story yesterday about a business that never even got started and has closed owing tens of thousands of dollars to, guess who? Tradies. Yeah. And they've gone under because of the ninnies putting restrictions on particular industries without any sort of obvious logic to the rest of us. So I guess, you know, I don't mind um, conversations being out there. And I do, I just, I just think it's, it's really piss poor. And I know this phrase gets used a lot, but it's so fucking un-Australian mm. to just go bashing somebody and then not do anything about it. It's just self-serving greed is, is all I can think it is, Coxie. It's pretty rare that we see a positive story about tradies in the media. It's pretty rare, even despite you you know, of course, and, and some of our closer uh, followers or members will know how hard we've worked this year right from January when we started organising the awards, trying to get some positive PR out there about what tradies are doing and how they're giving back and, and what momentous things they do in their business to create change for not only themselves but their clients and their team members. And they just don't get picked up. The stories don't get picked up because they're not dramatic enough. They're not exciting enough. They're not negative enough. So I think as an industry, we need to band together and push the positive. We need yeah. to work together to ensure that the good things that happen within our industry also get a light shone on them. And it might be just through agencies like uh, Facebook groups or Facebook media or social media as a whole or podcast episodes because we're not the only trade podcast out there. But if we all come together and we all talk more positively about what fantastic people tradies are and what amazing things they do, perhaps that can provide somewhat of a groundswell of more positive conversations around what amazing things tradies have done. I mean, I see, I see tradies do phenomenal things like doing jobs at cost or for nicks just so they can help out an elderly member of our society or um, a mother that is struggling, a stay-at-home mum with the kids, um, a single mum rather, or, you know, to help out their mates that might be struggling through a tough time. I see tradies do 
phenomenal things every single day. I see our members do amazing things every day. None of that gets highlighted. None of that gets spoken about. You've got to dig to find that information and it's shared privately generally, not publicly. And instead, we just have this continual negative narrative around the perception of who tradies are and what they do. It's a because, bit shit. Because they wear muddy boots in your house. And do they though? Because I don't know too many that do. Who fucking who? If they're fucked up. And I might add, really good point, they're allowed to wear their boots into your house. They have to. It's it's, it's a safety fucking risk. So I'm sorry that their, their boots had a bit of mud on them. I'm sure if you made available a mop that they would have happily mopped up behind them. You know what? They're busy. They're no doubt come out to you last minute long, after a long day. They've been called out. They're doing you a favour by trying to squeeze your job in amongst all the others. And yet the thing we want to focus on is the fact they've got muddy boots. Really? So so here you go, Coxie. Um, this would be like me. So listeners, my daughter had a bit of a health scare recently, my nine and a half year old daughter, and it required calling the paramedics to our house at 9 p.m. on a Friday night. It was pissing rain. Uh, we have a driveway that gets muddy, like many people in, in sort of rural areas. We live outside of the city limits. And the Ambos turned up in the dark, in the rain, and my daughter was in her bed. We were keeping her comfortable. Um, and they walked in the house with their their bloody jackboots on, you know, above the ankle, lace-up safety mm-hmm. boots, because that's what they have to wear, appropriate PPE. They walked in the front door, and across the carpet in my daughter's bedroom, leaving muddy footprints on the carpet. Mm. That would be like me pissing and moaning about the paramedics leaving muddy footprints on my daughter's bedroom carpet that we had to clean up later. And <laughs> and people could easily say, oh, yeah, but that's different. You know, they're there for an emergency. It's like. It's just we have these different standards for different people and I I guess it's the expectations thing, isn't it? We make allowances for some people because we deem that to be appropriate or acceptable, but for others, and I think this is where the narrative comes in, Coxie, is Mm. the, the media houses push this narrative because it serves them to actually get people buying into that, people buy into the drama. You and I are doing it now. I mean, in some sense, you know, I've fallen victim. I've allowed myself to get sucked into the drama of exactly what these massive media houses are doing, which is manipulating the way people think about certain groups in society because it Mm -hmm. serves their agendas. Mm -hmm. You know, they're a commercial station. They need to attract advertising dollars. Advertisers will only give them dollars if they have a certain listenership and audience Mm -hmm. in a certain demographic. So they run stories that get those people to listen so they can go to the advertiser and say, hey, look, we've got all these people listening. You should give us money. It's a business. And I think people forget that the media is a business. These people don't do it because they're altruistic and purpose-driven. Some of them might get into it because of that initially. Sure. But it's like politicians, you know, and the public service. There's plenty of good people with good hearts that get into those organisations because they want to make a difference and they want to do something good and they they feel like they're going to get in there and make some change. And the machine is so big, the system is so entrenched that sadly those people get swallowed up. 
I've got a, a, a bit of a point to make here. The um, I think that there was a bit of a right of reply given. I'm just reading through another article about it here. As you but talk. even that feels Sorry. like a stitch up, Coxie. I it read that. And that that was portrayed as a whinge by the tradie. Yes, it is. Who had and I don't the, know whether it's happened in the same conversation because I refuse to listen to the <laughs> the show. Sorry, guys. I'm sure you're lovely people in person. And my point is I, I don't know whether it's happened all at once or whether the writer replies just come through the newspaper article because it's a different font the whole lot. It's not quite – it looks like it's two separate stories. So I, I, I 100% agree. There's just – you're, you're right. We, even we, I guess, through this conversation are manipulating people to think a certain way or feel a certain way um, that aligns with our principles or our thoughts and feelings around this particular issue. Uh, and, and you're also 100% correct. Um, the media is, they're a business. They need to do, our trusted source of information is a business. They're going to always slant every story, every fact you can't see my quotes here, people, but yeah, fact, um, to suit the audience they're trying to attract, which is really unfortunate. So I guess I've done the same today by being really outraged that yet again tradies are being torn down. This is a tradies and business podcast for tradies about tradies who do business. Maybe I'm just doing the same, buying into the same bullshit as everybody else. And that's and that's something that I would like to <clears throat> encourage you to take out of this episode listeners is it gets bandied about don't believe everything you read mm. and yet most of us don't do much of a job of paying attention to that we mm. do believe everything we read and we worse still we believe everything we read that fits what we already believe yes so we end up just believing what we believe and we're closed to anything else that might suggest otherwise we're closed to possibilities. We're closed to new information, new ways of thinking, different opinions. And <clears throat> I'm not going to spiral off into current affairs because Please. it's just such a deep well of dog shit these days. And if we still believed what we believed and if no one had ever questioned anything, we would still think that people were possessed by demons and we'd be burning people at the stake. We'd still believe the earth was flat and that you fell off the fucking edge when you sailed around it in a boat. But people questioned that and went, hang on a minute, that doesn't seem right. I'm going to go check it out for myself. Hey, guys, guys, guess what? I just sailed right around this fucking thing. <laughs> it's not flat. And yet, these days, I don't know if we've gotten lazy, Coxie, if it's just too easy to buy into all of that, if we're too worried about sticking out uh, mm. and being different because different gets unwanted attention mm. too much, I don't know what it is and, and I'll never have that answer. And I would encourage you listeners to just question what you're reading, question what you're hearing, even from us. Challenge us. Mm. Challenge me, listeners. Get engaged. Don't just sit on your ass and accept shit blindly. And and I think that's what pisses me about some of these articles and stories that get run is no one does anything about it. No. Well, seemingly, anyway. I don't see anybody doing about it. doesn't mean no one's doing anything about it, Coxie. No, that's true. 
And yes, we've bought into it. And I would say, I'm I'm shitty about it, and I it just it, it pisses me off, as you can tell, listeners. And I would say, think differently about some of this stuff. Just start asking some questions and and ask yourself, does this make sense to me? Anywho, that's probably all I've got to add there. <laughs> I'm just going to stand by our promise tomorrow for it to be light and fun, COVID-free, material shortage-free, labour shortage-free, price increase-free. We're just going to have a fun day on the podcast here, hopefully lighten your mood on a Friday so you can go into the weekend with a bit of a smile on your face. And if not, maybe you could just laugh at our expense because I'm pretty sure. If they're not doing uh, that already. (laughs) There are a few stories that will make you giggle. Ask better questions, listeners. Uh, it it uh, is in direct proportion to your quality of life is the quality of your questions. Mm. So uh, maybe there's some areas where you could ask some better questions and not be like some of the seemingly uh, lazy shock jocks that are happy just to run some piece of dog shit past us that's been around 100,000 times before <laughs> just to get some listeners involved. Thanks for listening. (laughs) You've been listening to the Tradies and Business Podcast with Warwick Bidwell and Nicole Cox. Find out more about today's guest, tools for your trade business and other cool stuff at tradiesandbusiness.com.au.